Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Final Space, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Alex Bonilla. Chukini. Mel Moyer. <laughs> Hello. And John McKenna. <clears throat> Hi, everybody. Uh, today we're talking Final Space, uh, Chapter 8, uh, that uh, just went up online this week. Uh, chapter 8 of Final Space, big episode, a lot to get into. We talked about Final Space every week here at the Overly Animated Podcast. Find us at OverlyAnimated.com. Search for Overly Animated Final Space. Subscribe to us on YouTube or iTunes to not miss our future Final Space coverage. Check out our previous Final Space podcast. Get caught up. Um, but yeah, we'll be recapping this uh, pretty big Chapter 8. Make sure you've seen this episode. Spoilers for this episode and all previous episodes of final space um but let's talk this uh i would say a nuts episode here nuts. <laughs> yeah aren't they all costume changes i think this in particular costume changes yeah we'll get into all the costume changes i think this episode <laughs> in particular kind of most most nuts of the series do you agree alex and what did you think of this one i mean uh, it's weird because i think that this was a fairly light episode in terms of humor like i i didn't really catch that many jokes that stood out compared to previous episodes. But at the same time, like the sequences themselves are just like, okay, we're going there. <laughs> uh, like we're finally getting um, Gary and his dad interacting. We're getting alternate timeline stuff. Uh, the reveal at the end about the Lord Commander. Like it's just, it's thro- one, like I feel like I say a lot, it's just throwing a lot of stuff at you all at once this show. And it, we did it again in this episode. I think it was fairly entertaining, but like in terms of like watching the plot roll out. But I, I do think that if you're watching this for the for the humor side of it, it it's a little on the lesser side of, of what the show has been capable of in the past. So like uh, in the end, I'm like, this is a, a great episode of television. But like for Final Space, it's like middle middle of the pack. Mel, what did you think of Chapter Eight? When I was watching it, I remembered what, you know, like Olin Rogers said about like, oh, around episode six is when it really like gets real. Just wait till episode six. I felt like this one was more where there was a turn in in everything that was going on and maybe even episode seven. Um, It was a lot thrown at you at once, but I love the way that they did it with, you know, this brain thing and the the flaming M&M and then like you know, Gary went in by himself. Um, and of course for, you know, the dramatic effects, everyone else had to be watching the scene, um, from where they were. Like, I, I enjoyed all of that. It was a lot. Um, but I think the way they did certain stuff, like it paced it, like the Gary's dad stuff was obviously the biggest aspect here, but like throwing in there, you know, Jack, the co-pilot at the end, like was just, I, it was so small and quick that I felt it was, it, it didn't feel like, I was getting like information dumped on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that this is one of those episodes though, that it's like, they really like have been towing the line between like, okay, where does the comedy end? And the seriousness starts. And for the most part, you know, the distinction's been, you know, clear and it's kind of blended well, but this is one where it was like, okay, like this was a very all serious exposition episode. And there wasn't a ton of funny besides just the overall quirky theme of the show. Um, and I don't know, I just, I feel like at some point that whole, that whole, like, you know, line that they're walking with, like, funny versus dramatic is going to, like, tip one way or the other or just, like, fall apart. I don't, mm. I don't know if they've, like, well-defined the tone where that's concerned yet. Yeah, that could have been this episode where it uh, goes towards the serious for the rest of the the show, which is only two more episodes after this, but yeah. Um, okay, John, what did you think? Uh, I agree, I agree with Alex. Uh, this definitely wasn't the high, wasn't really a high point humor wise for the show. And I did notice a bit of a disconnect between the serious plot elements and the humorous aspects. It just felt a little more off and they've integrated it a lot better elsewhere in the series. Having said that, I do, I am, having said that the plot elements itself were very interesting. Uh, I like the use of like the use of time travel here, I used the alternate dimension. It was just it it, it was still controlled. Like I, I I understood it going through. Uh, getting to meet Gary's father was very interesting and was very interesting. And the sorry, we get we know a little bit now about Mooncake's backstory, which makes it which is kind of interesting and also very almost 
I don't know how to best describe it. It was like a sort of anticlimactic yet still climactic ending. <laughs> if yeah, because it's like it's this big boom, and all of a sudden it shrinks, and then you just oh, see yeah. it buzz away. So it's like, well, that was a thing. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it was. But I liked it. It's um, it set it raises a whole lot of questions about Lord Commander, and they have two episodes to to answer that for them. So. Yep, we're in the home. We're in the home stretch, and it should be pretty interesting to see where this plays out. Yeah, definitely. At the very least, definitely makes for a set a set, inter- very interesting setup to the last two episodes. Um, I I like I agree that the humor isn't there in this episode. I just don't care. Um, I'm on. <laughs> I want this to be a dramatic show. Like this this episode. Uh, if all episodes of Final Space were like this one, uh, this show would be a drama and not a comedy. And um. Like previous episodes, it's kind of like a a comedy number one, drama number two. We've been tilting the scales this whole time. Um, like what do, what do I care if there's, uh, if this episode isn't as funny? Um, if, uh, the, the plot stuff is really great. And I think it is, it is pretty good in this episode. Um, I'm not like super in love, I guess. Uh, I guess my ultimate reaction is I'm not super in love with everything that happened. My first reaction was, like this is fucking nuts what's happening this episode. I, like, when i watched it the first time and we're dementia we're hopping through all of the different brain chambers i'm like what the fuck is happening right now um this is visually stunning uh one of the most visually ambitious episodes of animation in recent memory um i'll say that and uh it's it's like i i think it's more vi- it ends up being more visually ambitious than narratively ambitious i don't think it ultimately ends up doing anything that special narratively which is my which is maybe what makes me think this isn't uh, the best episode of the show or something, but um, it's still like very good. Uh, and I, I think there's a lot of really cool stuff that happens. Nothing we didn't, we're not getting into the the things I thought we'd be getting into, which were different timelines. We're, we're staying on the same timeline. Um, I'm open to not doing that, but uh, I would, I, you know, I'm, so here's my question about that. So like, does that mean nightfall's timeline doesn't exist anymore because it didn't happen? Like, Right. Uh, well, you know, I don't think there's a clear answer to that in time, time travel theory. There's different things. I don't know what the show is subscribing to. Um, I think we could potentially go back there in theory, but we just haven't yet. Uh, Nightfall is pretty interesting herself and she leaves at the end and what's happening with her. Uh, like we go into the different, in- we go into the interdimension, but we don't, we're staying on Gary's timeline, although Gary's dad is on a different timeline. So I guess that is a different timeline. It, it's very confusing. We're going to, we're going to. And there's also that, that scene where there's just all the different Garys. It's like, is that alternate dimensions? Is that made up? Or what's I, going I believe on that here? is alternate dimensions. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah. we, at least we glimpsed them. Uh, but I guess, I guess I'm, I, I loved it. I love the episode. V- visually ambitious. I love that they're going for it. Um, I, I would love a little bit of more narrative complexity. I don't think anything they did uh, really got there for me. Um, but your mileage may vary on that. The Lord Commander twist that I think that almost did. There's some stuff that almost did. But yeah, let's let's break down the uh, a bunch of this huge uh, plot stuff that happens at the end. I mean, I guess we got to c- kind of conceptually start with the fact that 80% of this episode took place in inside the brain of a uh, giant space beast uh, that we didn't even know in, about in, until in, last episode. Yeah, yeah, inside a Titan who previous to this, we've got like t- t- 10 seconds explanation last time. Yeah. And um, more like five. Yeah, la- last podcast I said, we'll never see the Titans uh, again. And uh, I'm going to still stick with that in that we're not going to see them in like in like come out of final space but we'll see but we do we do they're more involved than i thought they'd be it's kind of uh and so th- this is not final space this is inner space this which is... is separate from outer space but oh. not final space either oh, right i didn't even think of outer space that's funny so i guess so it like there's <laughs> outer space inner space final it's in, space? in interspace interspace yeah um with the t so it's uh different than final space and it's in between dimensions yeah um and uh, that's where bolo is imprisoned and uh we go inside bolo's mind um just uh just conceptually alex what did, what did you think of the approach to this episode i mean that that was like some rick and morty weirdness stuff like oh my god like, that that shot uh, like uh, where i think the uh, where the commercial break happens uh, and they just like are in front of this giant face with like a bunch of eyes uh, like that that shot alone was impressive enough and then like to go inside and as you mentioned like the whole shifting into different brain chambers and we get the whole like trippy sequences that we've seen in previous episodes but like here i think they go even more all, all out with it 
it's just all very very trippy and like adult swimmy in a way just watching it all happen yeah i lo- i actually really liked the tri- the trippiness it's i guess that's maybe the box standard way of dealing with going into parallel dimensions like you have to up the lsd content of, of, the, of the episode uh or maybe not lsd this was more like just getting high on marijuana and space like, and yes high on space <laughs> but i i think it really worked and it was very i loved it and yeah the visuals were really good i that helped that actually did help the episode out a lot and it made it actually it made sense it wasn't just there for show it really brought it really made it a more immersive episode for having done that yeah i think i think normally i don't like trippy sequences um I'm, i've kind of come out against those in rick and morty and bojack this to me isn't your standard trippy sequence like we saw in uh, that one episode of rick and morty it's, uh, well see the episode. thing is, yeah the thing is that one rick, rick and morty episode at the end you don't really get what the purpose of it really was at least here like it's serving a purpose of demonstrating tra- transporting through the mind of a celestial being like th- that, that's understandable enough. Exa- exactly that's exactly my point this has willing na- to buy this- the trippiness of that yeah, yeah. This, this has narrative foundation. Like, uh, normally trippy sequences are used to just do, uh, whoa, what's happening? This, I understand what's happening, and it's just visually stunning. Like, that I'm totally on board with. So I really love them in this episode. Um, yeah, Mel, do you think, uh, what do you, did you, do you agree this episode's made, uh, ambitious? Um, in what ways, uh, did that stand out to you, I guess? Um, just, like that entire like every time they switched you know what was it like we're only on the third level of the third brain chamber yeah. or something like that and then they got farther and farther and then his eyes started bleeding and all sorts of crazy stuff happened it's weird because when i first saw that flaming m&m thing it kind of <laughs> took me out of it for a second because i was like that's weird looking and kind of like almost minimalistic compared to the other designs like it felt like you know like super um simplistic in its design mm-hmm but I liked his character enough that I was willing to overlook it when he was smacking people with his stick. Um, no, the whole thing was like just, and, and I felt that way even too in other episodes when they were going through like, um, you know, like the, the that vortex place thing where they couldn't touch the lasers or whatever it was. Like, I feel like with this show, like they've done really trippy stuff with their locations in space. And they've been like, you know, it's not just planets and stars. It's, you know, here's some, some super um, wrinkle in time ish type locations to, to peruse. So I just thought that entire sequence inside the brain before they get to, you know, the, um, uh, Gary's flashbacks and that sort of thing. Just like the setting of it all was just really, it was super duper colorful and looked super duper expensive. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I was into it. Yeah. Before we arrive at Bolo's mind palace, the last one we go to, is it called um, a mind palace or are you calling it that? No, it's what you said in the show. It's the okay. last, the last brain chamber. I'm, there, I right can't now. tell who's serious anymore with the mind <laughs> palace thing. So, yeah, no, I they have say to check that. sometimes. They say, they say that. Yeah, I, I think I think that uh, brain chamber hopping sequence really does stand out, even though it doesn't really have anything to do with anything narratively. Just uh, it is probably the most visually stunning sequence of the show. Yeah. Just it's uh, the, the, usually usually sequences not grounded in in a plot thing or don't jump out that much. But that, that I'm gonna remember that one for sure. Looking back on the show, but let's talk some of these uh, I, uh some of these consequential plot developments. I guess since we already talked about the Titans, we can uh. We can go through what more we learn of them in this episode, which isn't a ton. But Nightfall says that um, basically, I think the reveal is that Nightfall is able to time travel because Bolo gave her uh, a time traveling vehicle or or told her how to build it. It's it's not there's no more details given than that, but that does explain how Nightfall got her ship um, and uh, like Bolo came to Nightfall at her lowest points, and um, then they teamed so- up. Did, did Bolo break out of prison in this other timeline, or how? how I, I, bel- I believe Bolo out? is able to communicate despite being imprisoned. Uh, that's it is. It, there's two. Yeah, either because we saw that Bolo can communicate them when sucked them into his mind, even though he's imprisoned in this timeline. Um, so I, it stands to reason potentially he can communicate through the moon with with Nightfall uh, through the moon, yeah, whatever moon that was. Yeah, that part planet. was weird. Yeah, uh, a giant moon just moving towards her. Hey. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know yet. Yeah, it, it was a very visually interesting way to demonstrate that. Um, but uh, I don't know how different timelines work with Titans. Whether there's different uh, versions of Titans, whether they're the same throughout all the time, but whatever. Either way, Bolo is able to communicate. Um, 
uh, Nightfall narrates that uh, the Titans are creatures that poison the universe with chaos. Um, they're each in charge of a different realm. This, uh, to me, which we didn't, felt very Steven Universe with the diamonds, uh, them each kind of each having their own planets. Like the, these are these giant space creatures, all powerful, that are in charge of different parts of the world. Um, or different be, dimensions. Does this yeah. mean Bolo is rose quartz? I think so. I think that's what that means. <laughs> and, only I understood these references. <laughs> yeah, neither and half the people listening. But um, uh, Bolo, uh, Bolo sealed off our dimension from final space. And was imprisoned because of that. So presumably the rest of the universe um, can uh, or the rest of the dimensions are in chaos right now because of the Titans. But only the one that Gary is in is uh, is held up because Bolo sealed it off. Agree. So it's like a pocket universe. Maybe created that. But uh, like Bolo protected their their dimension, basically. Okay. It's like every their particular timeline. The timelines and dimensions interchange. Not clear what dimension means in the show, to be honest. What does anything mean anymore? (laughs) It sounds like it sounds like this. What this means is everything except our our, except the universe we exist in has gone to shit. Yeah, essentially. But is it a universe? Is is it a is it a matter? Is dimension a measure of space or time? Like uh, it's like the multi the multiverse theory, but it's like is it Okay, so it's like, do we consider is it is it timelines, even though it's parallel, or is it just yeah? Uh, it's a, I, is it? I think, and it also probably, they they use the word realm, which is neither dimension nor timeline. That's yeah. not a scientific term. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> sometimes that's used as a synonym for dimension, and uh, yeah, uh, I don't think it's going to matter. I think the point of saying this is that uh, it establishes the Titans as this um, all powerful threat, while also explaining why they're not currently affecting us. Basically, it's like. Um, it's Bolo saved us, but otherwise everything would be everything would be doomed. Um, and maybe that's still a threat to come in the last two episodes, although I don't know. So, uh, yeah, these Titans really came out of nowhere. These last two episodes now a major part of the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, uh, connecting that to the other reveal, wh- why does why are we trying to open Final Space then? Like, is there any other ulterior motive? For- Jack the. Okay, well, t- okay, we need to yeah, we need to talk about uh, Lord Commander first to get to that. So his name is yeah. Jack the Copilot. <laughs> yeah, his name is Jack. He is the Copilot. So this is pr- potentially the biggest plot reveal we've been waiting. We've been saying there's gonna be some sort of reveal of Lord Commander. Uh, that's the most obvious thing to do with the way the show is set up. So it is it is um, revealed he was Gary's dad's former Copilot. I mean, um, we not- were close with saying Gary is Lord Commander. <laughs> we said no, Gary was Lord Commander. We said Gary's for, dad. Yeah, we're off by two years. degrees of separation. Yeah, I thought that was a weirdly specific time, but he's known him for twenty nine years. Yes, he has. Um, Mel, you said this uh, this reveal uh, particularly got you. What did you What did you like about this? <laughs> Just because, like, when he—it's <laughs> funny because it's like I was, wa- you know, I was sitting there watching it, and he turned. He was like my co-pilot. As soon as I saw the back of his head, I literally I was like. <gasps> Oh, and then I was like, <laughs> mad at myself for being so like responsive to it. At which point I texted you to be like, "Oh, that got me." That's good. That's that's, but, that's um, what we want from these shows. Yeah, no, literally. And it was like thinking back on it, I was like, "Oh, that was stupid." Like it wasn't that big of a thing, but I was just like, "Oh, it's him." <laughs> so, yeah, it's him. Um, but no, it was good. Um, I liked it, and I liked the little. I mean, I guess I don't completely understand. <laughs> I mean, I get it. He got like infected with spinal final space, whatever. Um. But it was just, it was, and then they beat the crap out of him while he was stuck in frozen time. So he woke up and he was like, oh my God. And then, you know. Yeah, that's the one thing that kind of, uh, that I I didn't think was all that funny. It was like, why would Gary's dad, who, again, this guy's his co-pilot for 29 years, just all of a sudden agree to beat the shit out of him? (laughs) He says, uh, he's my friend for 29 years, but I'll take your word for it. Like yeah. really? I mean, now, I guess now we know why Lord Commander looks the way he does. But also at the same time, it's like, why would you allow that? Like um, blind it, devotion to your son that you hadn't seen in? No, I was about to say I hadn't seen it, in, in about like, like fifteen that, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah he saw like, him fifteen minutes ago. Yeah, J- John, what was your reaction to this twist with him being the co-pilot? I'm still. I don't know. I'm still. I don't know. It's like because it's like okay, he's a co-pilot, so that's Lord Commander. How did he, we get from co-pilot to from co-pilot infected by Final Space to head of a massive empire? 
and how did time does the time work for that to have happened? It's climb in the corporate ladder. <laughs> like, yeah. That's a pretty quick climbing of the corporate ladder. <laughs> I guess I guess it makes sense since Lord Commander controls the Infinity Guard, he was a member of the Infinity Guard. Yeah. That is true. But at the same time, it's like, how many years would that have to take place? And if it took that many years, how, what dimension did he have to go into to get to those years? And then all that, it's like, I'm like, ah. And that's I, what episode nine is for. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, it's like, it's it's tough. Like, it, it's a good reveal. It's an interesting reveal. But at the same time, it's, wait. So, you, so your I'm reaction sorry, was I, mainly confusion? Uh, yeah. Like, okay. one of those, one of those, like, this is going to bother me until I see episode nine. Yeah. The logistics came crashing down. <laughs> yeah. You could argue that that's, uh, that applies to a lot of, potentially a lot of things in this episode, but we'll break it down. Alex, uh, what was your reaction to this? I was impressed. Uh, it was a thing that, like, we, we've been thinking about, like, well, what is Lord Commander's deal? Like, why is he like this? And it uh, came up with stuff that we would never have thought to think about, which, uh, at least to me, is like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, and I did see, like, the big head while they were talking, and I was like, wait, did, did he, like, invade this memory somehow? Or <laughs> oh, something yeah, weird going on? Yeah. But then it turns out to just be him. I was like, oh, okay, he was normal once upon a time. Cool. Uh, it still raises the question of, like, why does he want to get to Final Space? Like, is it just a thing where he's infected and that's just, like, his instinct? Like, his, his Final Space part wants to be one with the other dimension or something? Or is there a, another ulterior motive for like, perhaps revenge of some kind for whatever happened before that we don't know about? The, um, like, that, that, that still needs to be resolved. But giving uh, Lord Commander an identity connected to Gary is important to show that Gary is important. Uh, like, th this episode in particular is confirming that the reason Gary is important is specifically because of his dad being somehow connected to the mm -hmm. Final Space stuff. So throwing Lord Commander into that very tight-knit loop is also an important thing to do to give emotional stakes later on. So uh, I'm interested to see what happens. In that moment, I was impressed. But yeah, if you think about it a bit more, you're like, well, this we, we still got a couple more questions to get through. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, so I, I had a, my first. So first of all, when I saw this, I, I was with Alex. I saw the back of his head. I was like, OK, that's Lord Commander. Why is he there in his ship? I didn't I didn't think like he was there out of place. I just thought, oh, OK, that's this is coming up. The twist. Like I, I felt like it kind of gave it away. Um but uh, I, I was I was happy that we're getting a Lord Commander twist because that was towards the top of my list of things we needed to do with the, the last few episodes. Like that was, this is just such an obvious thing we needed to do, um, have some sort of reveal with him. Um, but after that, I was underwhelmed because uh, I, I'm like, he's he's just the co-pilot. That's it. I didn't this isn't a person who I knew existed before. So it's not really a twist on a character that we know. It's just that, OK, the twist is he was connected to Gary's dad. Um, and that didn't really do anything for me for 29 years. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, there's potential there and there being more to it than this, but, um, it didn't, it didn't immediately do anything to me. Then he gets infected. Then they beat him up and I'm like, okay, is this a weird thing where they cause Lord Commander to be the way he is because they beat him up by going back in time and they're beating him up because he's Lord Commander. So it's a cyclical time loop. Um, and <laughs> then he's praying that's not the answer. Well, it's kind of, it kind of happens, but then he's infected with final space. It's like, okay, that's primarily the reason why this is happening. But the added complication is that all of this is probably taking place on a different timeline. So I don't really understand how that it makes us arrive at our current timeline with our current Lord Commander the way he is right now. Now, are we sure about that? Is it right. possible that, that was that my next that, question. Yeah. yeah, that has Nightfall done this to every time he's gone? She's gone back successfully convincing Gary that okay, we got to take you to Bolo, we got to <laughs> take you back to where it started, so that way you can learn this information. Then w you do with the information what you will. Well, okay, so. I think that is possible that she's done this multiple times and failed. I, th I think that's possible. But um, I think the thing for me that signifies that this is not our timeline is because the he's closing the rift at the end. He does. He closes the uh, whatever we're calling this, the, the, the thing in space, the rift in space. Um, he puts the antimatter bomb in and um, it seals back up and Mooncake is created. And Lord Commander gets infected because the breach in space, the breach, the breach in space is closed. Um, and in our timeline, we the breach is still active. So that's 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 the thing that says okay, this is well, not the present. 
Well, no, I don't think that's true. I think that there was a breach before he closed it, and this Infinity Guard is reopening the breach. I think that's what's going on. So it can still be the same uh, timeline and just have the breach happen twice. Is, I need a chart and a poster and a visual yeah. aid. Yeah. Break out that break out Je- the It's Always Sunny meme. Um, yeah, because I never got the impression <laughs> that this was separate. I, I thought like this is showing you like this is how we did it last time. This is how you can do it again. The thing that made it separate for me is that it closes. Um, but I guess if they're reopening it currently, which is I don't, I, I guess they would have said this in episode five or something around then. Yeah, because like they mentioned, like we got this uh, formula from you, Quinn. This is how we learned how to do it. So. Uh, like that. Uh, well, I think Quinn was, how, Quinn was theoretically be, solving it. I don't think that had to do with anything, but um, uh, maybe. But I, I know they used it as some kind of justification. But the point is, like, we don't know how the first breach happened, but we definitely know that the second breach is happening because they're opening it. I, I don't. Okay. Is, I mean, it's possible I'm not remembering something, but it, this, if this is a, seen as another breach, then this could just be on our current timeline. Um, there's the added complication of this is the timeline that. That uh, night, that what you're saying, Nightfall comes back in, which which in some time the timeline theories makes this branch off into a separate one. Um, but what, uh, yeah, I don't but, know. But is but is Nightfall from a separate timeline or just from the same timeline, just for just flashing forward and then coming back? Right, because because uh, Nightfall says that Bolo um, gave her a machine to to traverse time. Not necessarily timelines, although um, going back in time creates timelines, different timelines. Yeah. But 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 that's but I thought isn't that just going back on the same timeline and tilting it in a different? No, way? because if you if you change what happened, you've created a new time. Like from that point on is a new. Think of it like a fork. You've added a new prong, so that's like a new timeline. Yeah, there's there's a million theories for this, so it's Listen. not like we're <laughs> it's not like this is uh, definitively anything. Yet. This is a I'm gonna make a long post about all the yeah space spacey time. Um, it's like it's like what rules are we going by? Are we going by Doctor Who rules? Are we going by Hitchhiker's yeah. Guide rules? Are we going by uh, Rick and Morty rules? I don't know. The fact that they can't even settle on whether it's a dimension or a timeline is not super. Um, looking good for picking one specific theory here for well, yeah. well well dimension could mean both the time both time and space so like usually it does right so usually like if we're talking about like legitimate theories of like not time travel because that's like as far as we know that's like not a thing that can happen but like multiple universes are a thing the thing that separates them is that like decision points so like you turn left instead of turning right and now there's two different time and you're right it is space time it's one thing there's like two different things happening like right beside each other but happening completely differently but you're constantly creating them every time you make a decision yeah so like how can this be the only universe that's protected from the titans if things like this are possible Mm, yeah uh the titans relating to timelines doesn't make sense to me but yeah. um it's the, the i think the important thing is that the show is not is not specified any of its internal logic regarding time so <laughs> anything is kind of possible here everything <laughs> like, is canon yeah ex- basically yeah um so this is any anything that we're saying could be true i think is but or everything um, we're saying could be wrong <laughs> yeah I, more likely that let's go in a, under in one universe it might be true and another. <laughs> oh. yeah exactly uh it, it, uh let's go under the assumption that what's happening in the flashback is um is in the same timeline uh so not what i said because that makes it a lot simpler which is so that everything's just one timeline let's 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 keep that assumption that everything happening here is one timeline yeah um which i think for the most part the show has stuck to so does that mean that nightfall knew everything that was going to happen like she knew that uh yeah that would mean that yeah but but nightfall okay that being said nightfall has alluded to hundreds of different timelines she said she has gone back multiple times and um so this is the working one this is the one that is the only one right now because this is what we're watching so like, okay. she's gone back a bunch of times but this is this, this is the only one that, that's relevant yeah exactly okay. The, yes. where okay. let's okay let's where nightfall is from could is probably a separate timeline yeah. um so nightfall is from a separate timeline. other than that everything else is is the same i could throw a wrench in there and say that okay like so 
Never mind. You know what? I'm just going to not do that. You okay. could throw a wrench, but we've already thrown yeah. a okay. 20. Let's, let's talk. Let's... And, there's a, and there's a screwdriver in there, too. Okay. No. Oh, uh, let's let's talk. Um, yeah, this is – so Lord Commander is um, created because of the infection from Final Space. He is uh, poisoned by it. This is extremely reminiscent of Voltron Legendary Defender, which is um, how the villains are are created in that show through a thing that's between dimensions. It's this is very tropey, I think. Um, and uh, it's, but he's also beaten up by them. And my question is, is he acting the way he is because he was beaten up in the in the past by Gary from the future? Like, doesn't this create a time loop which we cannot uh, which we cannot escape from? Well, an important question: Does he see Gary once he wakes up? I think no. I think he would not see Gary. Yeah. <clears throat> no. So, that, so he doesn't know that Gary. He doesn't know that. Okay. Right. I don't. I'm not saying he's necessarily like bent on revenge against Gary. He's just uh, he, he was. Gary. He's turned evil because he was. Yeah. yeah. As far as I can tell, he didn't know who Gary was. Me. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Um. But he's just uh. It, so does he look this? Does he look the way he is because he's beaten up and not because he was uh infected by Final Space? Yeah, because he got beaten up before yeah. he got infected by Spinal Space. Yeah, and he looks like now how we know him before. Yeah. So, yeah. so this is a case of us creating the villain uh, in our series cool. to a certain extent because is he is cool. the villain in. It, it doesn't because make any sense. Because he was the villain in in the present. Yeah, time, you went and then back that, the only reason he, he becomes that villain is because we go beat him up in the past. It really makes no sense. This is um, why time travel into the past is not possible. Because yeah, it, it, it's why this is yeah, it's why this is all just fantasy um, and doesn't make any sense. But uh, I think the thing that saves it is the infection from Final Space because um, it's like okay, this is a tangible thing which is not related to time nonsense, and uh, it's uh, he's he's poisoned. Uh, Bolo does call Final Space a poison, or the Titans are poisoning the universe. So um, he's he's in, he's gotten the poison from either Final Space is inherently a poison, or it's because of the Titans. I think they're kind of intrinsically linked at this point. Um, and uh, that's what's making him the way he is. We don't really get anything other than his eyes lighting up. Yeah, so... Um, right. And it, it it does loop back to back in episode three, where he's like coughing up blood at some point. So like, it could also be that it's like physically poisoning Lord Commander at this point, being in this state. Yeah, that's my interpretation, is that um, he has the Titan's poison, so that's why he's he's dying, basically. The, the question is, why, why is he acting the way he is? Why is he trying to get to Final Space now? Does he know anything? Does he know that he was poisoned? Does he know that he was beaten up in the by future Gary? Like, Does he know what all... Final Space is? Right. Does he even know about the Titans? And and do we do we know what Final Space is? We know. So that are we the just Titans assuming it's like some kind of weird instinctual thing that he's like, like that's what it is. Um, it's, I, it's so, possible. So in Vol- in Voltron, um, basically the the thing, and the only reason I'm comparing this is because it's an extremely similar situation. The as the if boys- bring up voltron at every possible <laughs> I, try, I try not to but uh he's he's the the main villains are poisoned by the thing in between dimensions and that just basically makes them nonsensically evil um like they don't know anything it just like corrupts them th- their brain it's like uh it corrupts their entire being and makes them just uh act act the way act that way and they lose mm-hmm. their sense of self basically so i think that's my initial interpretation of what's happening with lord commander is that it's just it just infected his brain and it's not like um he's striving towards final space or anything it's just uh, that's why he's like an evil person now doesn't uh, another- answer the question why he's looking for final space though Another factor to take in, Mooncake, we all know is the most intelligent creature on this show, had to be told by Bolo, hey, you come from Final Space. And Mooncake's like, whoa. <laughs> so, like, well, he, he is Final Space, right? He, yeah, yeah, he is Final Space. So, like, Mooncake needed to be informed of this. So, either Lord Commander doesn't know or someone or something informed him at some point. Well, maybe, well, the thing is, like, we saw, we saw Mooncake, a, well, a Mooncake get created when the anti, when Gary's dad put that antimatter bomb into the breach. So it could just be like Mooncake was probably just born. He's like, oh, and he didn't know why he was born. So, so now we know what happens if you take antimatter and, you know, <laughs> when you it, make- it collapse it with matter, it turns into a mooncake. Yes, let's do it. Let's Everyone at Stern should be writing this down. No, yeah. no, no. You put antimatter into a black hole. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> they, whatever it is. Yeah, um, let, let's a- do that. I just want things. Let's, let's just make mooncakes. That's my goal. Let's just do that. Um, For but science. Yeah. 
for sci- for science and also IRL Pokemon, basically, is what's up. <laughs> so let's do that. We discovered how to do it. But um, Mooncake is Mooncake's another important factor because Mooncake is created again through the closing of the initial breach. And uh, Lord, we know Lord Commander is bent uh, uh, bent upon finding Mooncake, and he seems to know something about Mooncake being born. We saw that flashback um, a few up in episode what four from uh, Mooncake, like uh, Lord Commander attacking, following Mooncake, a uh, place he was, and uh, it's possible Lord Commander sees Mooncake coming out of the breach and just starts following him from there, from that point on. Well, so it's interesting because I do think Lord Commander has said in the past like he's the key to uh, uh, to final space, mm-hmm. and Bo- Bolo uses that phrase too. So, like, how does how does he know that <laughs> Mooncake is acting as a key? So, Mooncake is in my assumption is that he's like he is the breach, like it's like the contained version of the breach. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like if you like, you could essentially reopen the breach via Mooncake. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, th- I think it could just be as simple as Lord Commander sees Mooncake coming out of the final space that infected him, so he knows that they're connected. But yeah. that could, that could be why he thinks they're. Or he might. Game. I mean, my thing that I got from that scene in his infection with um, final space was that like he was privy to kind of like that knowledge, like that it gave him that sort of knowledge of final space and that sort of thing. Um, whether it's, you know, the connection to Final Space or the Titans or what have you, assuming they're, like, the same entity. Um, so it's, like, to me, I took that as, like, oh, like, so now he, that's where he got all his knowledge of Final Space was because it just sort of, like, seeped into him from this this poison. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right. I think there's reason to believe Lord Commander is is aware of what's going on. Um, like uh, he 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 uses the same phrase the all knowing Titan does, although I don't know if they're all knowing. But um, like he he knows Mooncake's key. He thinks Final Space is going to cure him. Probably we should assume that he all of this is correct and that he is just informed because of his final space infection, or maybe he's learned it through research or whatever. Um, it's also possible maybe like a Titan is controlling him because final space went into him. You have to think about things mm-hmm. like that. Oh, I thought about that. I was like, is it possession? Is that it? Yeah. Eyes lighting up does often denote possession. And um, if, if all of final space is just uh, the Titans and they control all of it and final space leaks into something, then that means the Titans control it. Something else you thought you brought, I thought of when you brought up the uh, mooncake being the, uh, the, the contained uh, breach is that, uh, we're definitely gonna have to throw him into the breach to close it, right? Like, yeah, that's... no, he's gonna have yep. to super oh, die. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that's that feels like that has to happen now. He came out of the breach closing, so to close another breach, just throw him back in there. That's that. Uh, that's not good. Yeah, I, 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 I just, just destroy the universe. I destroy Earth. I'd rather keep Mooncake. <laughs> <laughs> destroy the show. Yeah, well, we the can't Earth do that. Well, the Earth is more bad than Mooncake, so I mean, it's really a win if you think about it. Yeah, Mooncake is pure, Earth is evil, just destroy Earth, yeah, it's fine. Uh, okay. Or, you know, it's, they're probably going to do some, like, ju- like some sort of, like, time wibbly-wobbly jujitsu, and they'll be able to say, keep Mooncake alive while still closing the rift. They have to find that bomb, though. Yeah, T- I mean, TBS marketing is not allowing Mooncake to die before the next season. We're keeping, we're keeping He is the moneymaker. Yeah, I think so. I think they can. No. Maybe we'll get an alternate timeline Mooncake and not our Mooncake. Oh, but you know what would be sad? Like, so say, like, that happens, but, like... You can create theoretically more mooncakes by closing breaches, right? Like, what if it's a new mooncake, but he doesn't know Gary at all? <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, that's so sad. It's like Ash with a different Pikachu or something. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What, if, what if the two mooncakes meet each other? Ooh, well, clearly the universe won't collapse because both Quins met each other. and Yeah, and that was fine. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Uh, we we solved the last episode, but um, what what other plot oh. things haven't we talked about? Um, here? Night Nightfall just walking away. She's yeah, gonna Nightfall come leaves, back, yeah. right? Yeah, that was weird. I thought that was a weird. Yeah. Well, Nightfall like, has why to come would she back. Suddenly, she's suddenly okay with all this. Like, I it, she might have been. Maybe she was just there to make sure everything was going on the right path. You know, just steer them steer them in the right direction. Then you know, go fix the other ninety seven billion, ninety other ninety nine or whatever. <laughs> 
And uh, right. timeline nine ninety six. The problem is Nightfall does not have her ship that we're aware of, so she can't leave this timeline in theory. But um, last podcast, I'd speculated that Nightfall was maybe controlling more things than we knew of, and this was all going according to her plan. I feel like I said that or something that she was like trying to manipulate Gary by um, acting like she loved him. Um, I, I think the only support for that is that she just leaves at the end of this, and it's like, okay, something else is happening here with her. I don't think that there's a lot of support for what I was talking about, but it's it's kind of like, why is she leaving? Like, she's going to do yeah. something, right? I don't even know if I can say that's out of character, because I don't know her enough. It just it is contrary to the motivations as I know them at the present time. At the same time, before she made herself revealed, she was always helping, like, from behind or, like, in the shadows or just, yeah, like, popping true. up out of nowhere. So maybe that's just her deal. Like, okay, I, I, di- <laughs> I did this stuff with the people in person. Now I can go back to my usual modus operandi, just, you know, like, staying back. Or when they need me, I'll just pop up, shove them away, and keep, keep, keep my She's distance. like the Gandalf of... Of the series. A sexy Gandalf. sexy Gandalf. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that calling her the hot, the sexy. Yeah, the hot, there. the sexy Quinn or the hot Quinn. Yeah. No, it's like it's like the young hot Quinn or the older but still equally the hot Quinn. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll see what, what – not a lot to speculate on. We'll see what happens in Nightfall. She'll definitely be back. But again, the problem with her going to do the thing she did in the beginning of the series, she doesn't have her ship anymore, a time-traveling ship. So I don't know what she's going to do now. Um, oh, yeah, I guess another thing is that we're – so we're going to Earth after this to find the antimatter bomb that is in what New York they say. Yeah, yeah to New yeah. York, which still exists somehow. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Guess so yeah, yeah. Shout out to Alex for Alex for predicting we go to Earth one episode late, but we are going to Earth now. And uh, I don't sure. Let's go to Earth. Why not? I doubt we'll be there the whole episode. Maybe we, moon we also cake discovers the Statue of Liberty. My fanfic is coming true. You wrote a oh, mooncake Statue of Liberty. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah, mooncake on Earth has a lot of potential. Though we should do that. I agree. Mooncake well, discovers New York style pizza. Yeah, mooncake just eating, eating everything. <laughs> Let's do it. Mooncake um, and Tribor go on a Broadway adventure. Oh yeah, but oh, the reason God. we need to go back to Earth is we need to get Tribor back in the mix, right? Like we haven't had Tribor. We've heard that Tribor has this amazing arc. Two episodes left, <laughs> no arc yet. So we're I'm meeting Tribor now. Oh, that was troll. the other thing. I was Could super just be troll, into. Yeah. Um, I was super into Kevin's song. No, oh, you, Ke- this is Kevin. Like, I, I'm, I feel bad saying this while Michelle is not here, but this is Kevin's worst episode in a while. Yeah, I love Kevin. Yeah, I think it's Kevin. his only joke for singing stuff. I've decided and, like, I now very, love Kevin. Okay, you, you're on the Kevin lyrics. bandwagon, Mel. Yeah. Yes, I now it, Kevin. It, 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 it was it was attempted comic relief that just annoyed. I loved it, <laughs> but I also have loved in the past things that have annoyed other people on the show. Yeah, you you like the Kevin singing. For me, the very funny line was Kevin said, uh, Kevin will look after Mooncake because he's so helpful. Um, and they like grabs onto Mooncake. I love that. And then he just, just Kevin's just... got the magic. Kevin's yeah. got the magic. <laughs> magic like, got Kevin. I didn't, I didn't ruins... love the magic stuff, yeah. No, it doesn't ruin it. It's fine. But I loved him uh, tra- volunteering to babysit Mooncake. And, I, um... I did love, I think the best line was uh, Bolo. And, Bolo and it helps because it's Keith David saying it. It's like, Mooncake, come with me, Kevin. Stop touching stuff. Yeah, yeah it seems so important. <laughs> yeah, well, it's he, Keith David sounds important with almost every line he says, though. That's yeah, just it's, it's a good stop touching good choice stuff. for Bolo. And Kevin's hey. also like taking brain stuff everywhere, <laughs> collecting it. Yeah. Okay, he does say something funny. I was like, let's take shots after this. <laughs> yeah, he said, like, yeah, <laughs> jello yeah. shots with a brain. Yeah. Uh, there just wasn't a lot of Kevin, but uh, he's still good in what there was. The other, okay, other big plot thing: uh, G- Gary and his dad um, talking in the flashback, and um, there's for, the whole thing with them meeting each other, yada yada. They talk about Quinn. We're tracking this Gary Quinn thing, obviously, <laughs> in this podcast. And um, Gary says he's seeing two people at the same time. It's a time travel thing. Uh, Gary's dad's like, "Got it, been there." Um, and uh, do you love her? Gary says to the Max Core. Uh, but I don't think she thinks very much of me. So that's our that's our Gary Quinn development. And Quinn seems um, sympathetic to Gary in in watching this. Qu- Quinn's entire warming up to Gary has been through screens. <laughs> it's been through screens. That's true. a good point. Yeah, <laughs> watching the videos. Um, maybe yeah, Gary. Qu- maybe Gary's just better from a distance. 
That's I mean, Gary true. is very photogenic. Like he's carrying a, sh- a TV show all by himself, so of course he's going to come off well. Like when you see him through the screen, but what does that matter if in person you can't like express yourselves? Wow, this is a good point. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens when they're face to face again. <laughs> it is, what I sort of, I think, maybe this time it's it's Quinn thinking to herself. Maybe I ha- maybe she has been a little too hard on him this whole time because he is actually being useful and actually doing shit. That's yeah. Which, which is in, which is incorrect. She might be thinking that, but she was she's wrong to think that. But she might be thinking. That. <laughs> I mean, if he if if he feels he's been that, doing inadvertent things that weren't necessarily useful, they just like inadvertently didn't lead to disaster. Yeah, but it's like I mean, as she's probably like she's reacting like if he's feeling that way, then maybe that is a bad thing. It's like she might be incorrect. It might be incorrect that she's you know doesn't think of all that. Like maybe it's wrong for her to feel that way. But at the same time, it's like if you're seeing someone think that way about you and you know it and you know it's wrong it, it does sort of hurt a bit yeah i know yeah, it's i think it's understandable how she's feeling i mean gary comes across very sympathetically and he she sees that he genuinely does love her and um it's it's not yeah. looking good for my this is all a subversion we're tracking that this is uh this is a bad episode i feel like for it at the yeah. same time though like that scene where they like just lie down and quinn is like no well, let's let's take a moment like i i was kind of moved by that just because even though it's like out of character i feel for quinn to just be like no let's just calm down let's take the moment but like it felt very sweet and i, I felt bad that the show was emotionally manipulating me into believing this <laughs> No, I think Quinn, yeah, Quinn was very sympathetic here. I think her being, um, her, 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 like, responding to Gary, the Gary and Gary's dad's emotions and, like, um, treating her, him nicely. And same thing with Little Kato. Little Kato also responded to that and then being nice to Gary because of that. I thought that was very emotionally affecting, yeah. And, uh, I think, so I think it doesn't, it looks like we're just playing Gary Quinn straight heading into the last two episodes, although there's been a lot of evidence that we might not be. This episode doesn't contribute to that. I do think it builds on their relationship well. Like I think it's a good episode for light for liking the two of them together. If if you like that, agree. If that's a thing you like, I do like that they didn't play around with any of the like two Quins and like dicking around with that. Like with like, and I guess what was it? Episode seven when she had him tied to the bed or whatever. Like Quinn bursting in there wasn't about you know like they didn't play with the obvious thing that was be like oh is Quinn jealous of other Quinn? Like that was never a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I was very happy that didn't come up. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, I, I think at the same time, we still do Gary calling both Quinn's hot and um, them being like, it's a time travel thing. And like, I, I still think it's a little crass and um, uh, male perspective and stuff like that. I, don't, I still don't think it's great, but it's it's not terrible. I mean, it is going to be male perspective. It's Gary. I mean, this is I mean, that's that's been his mind from episode one. Right. I mean, I yeah. Clearly, I mean, I think I think all of this is within character for him. He's still question why the show is doing that, but yeah, it's it's um, it's it's we'll see we'll see what we're doing the last episode. It's not a ton to comment on here, but it's worth is worth tracking still. Um, other other stuff uh, that we haven't talked about is the uh, we see the sequence of Gary um viewing a lot of different Garys potentially from alternate timelines, including the amazing mustache Gary, and uh, we spend like an entire minute on. That. <laughs> I like the yeah. mini Gary, whatever it was called. Little yeah, micro Gary. Micro, yeah. yeah he was Construction good. hat Gary makes me there think was there's, also... la- there's like a village people of Gary's just somewhere out there. <laughs> so Did you good. see the Neo Gary? Neo Gary, that's there good. There was a Neo Gary for three oh, yeah. hot seconds at the beginning of oh, all the yeah. Garys. Oh, is that the guy who looked like a 70s disco flash mob? Yeah, he was in a black like trench coat and, gla- and sunglasses. Oh, wrong guy. I'm thinking of the guy who looks like he's at like a 70s laser party or something a lot no there was a straight um, up neo gary i actually ki- i actually kind of thought that it was a really interesting scene even though they hung on it long enough because i'm starting to get the impression that that the what that was supposed to symbolize was all the different sort of insecurities hopes and dreams of gary throughout the years like each one sort of was represented like either a failing he had a, dr- a desire he had or some phase in his life that he's confronting somehow before he meets his father. I thought maybe I'm reading too much into it, but well, you're not a because bit. they spell it out for you and they're but like, the, well, oh, they have the anxiety thing. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't, that, I don't. That, yeah, that part I wasn't a fan of. Like, just, just like leave it be. Like, you don't really need to like say it that. 
obviously. I mean, yeah, I, I like the anxiety thing a little bit. I think that that's not something we've gotten into with Gary Aton and I thought, like the visual of con- it consuming him. It was fine. It, it, it connected the, the visual was nice. I, I yeah. really liked him like falling into the black tar. It was just like yeah. interesting to watch. Yeah, I mean, I think that's in line with the, the whole episode. Visually, definitely great. And um, you can question a little bit below that. But uh, yeah, the different, the, him seeing all the different Garys, I thought it was another nice visual device. Uh, very, very reminiscent of, I, I get, sorry to make references to shows uh, the audience does not know, but Star Wars The Force of Evil yes. <laughs> episode, episode Math Magic did this exact same thing with her seeing different alternate versions. Where was herself. the female Gary? Where? Yeah, that was the obvious student to do. I could- make the reference to the last jedi but it was all the same ray oh. yeah there's, there's still a lot of different rays there was yeah. a female gary actually in there there was, was one there? with really lo- there was one with really long hair could have been long haired dude gary but um who knows I, it could um, it could have been a, it looks feminine though so we'll see we'll see we'll look back but yeah this is um i, I assume other properties have done this too but yeah there's uh, multiple things extremely reminiscent of other shows we cover on this podcast um but i i like i loved the lo- these shows that do alternate timelines and dimensions yeah it's kind of is a lot of this it's what we I, I like these that stuff <laughs> that's what we cover it so um yeah I, I i did i did really like this scene though and uh it, it was cool seeing all the different guys i don't know if we spent too long on mustache gary but i did think it was funny um and uh other stuff we haven't talked about oh this uh gary piloting into the uh in light fold into the sun's aperture and he has to manually navigate into there yeah yeah whatever jargon and words yeah it was fine it was a cool (laughs) sequence oh uh real thing we didn't talk about giant flaming m&m gatekeeper voiced by andy richter um yeah he was uh, i don't remember if we talked about him or not but uh he was i thought he was great uh yeah he was he was fine I, I liked him smacking people but like yeah. his, his screechy voice didn't do much for me personally i kind of i kind of uh, liked it bouncing off bolo because he had bolo with this really serious yeah, yeah. you know measure and they have Andrew going you guys are late what are you doing here hurry up that yeah, I, that was real i like i like it was a good sort of nice contrast yeah i i liked it i liked his his voice um you didn't they didn't, they didn't do a ton with him but uh the gatekeeper yeah he was he was he was cool. Um, um they, they also do a good uh, visual joke of like while they're going into the the, the final uh, transfer of the chamber, he's just like looking at his watch while everybody's freaking out. I like that. <laughs> I like good. how he was also like really offended when he was called a left flaming Eminem. <laughs> yeah, why does he know what that is? That's... <laughs> maybe, maybe it's a slur. You don't know. In his world, it's a slur. Why do they have M and M's? Like <laughs> it's that's a dirt thing. Anyway, I guess he can see everything. Maybe. Um, we we were t- we were talking about this in an earlier podcast. So the the, the gatekeepers like uh, only Gary can enter. He's chosen. So um, we've been talking about is Gary the chosen one? Um, so kind of, I guess he's been chosen to enter this place. I guess that is kind of notable. But yeah, we that is what Alex said before. It's he's 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 important in relation to his dad and stuff. I I, I think that's what we're ultimately getting at. Um, oh yeah, the beginning of the episode, uh, Gary's like giving this confidence speech about closing the breach and then we, we like cut to him panicking in a video on his own, um, <laughs> which I, I really like the sequence is, I think we kind of similar to last episode or the, a, a previous one, um, where, uh, yeah, Gary's freaking out in the video and then he's just trying to display confidence. Yeah. I, th- I thought that was good. Also uh, Hugh just being sassy. Yeah. Hugh being sassy again. You're, you're still the number one Hugh fanboy after you got on the bandwagon last week. <laughs> Which car- which bandwagon have you jumped on this week, Alex? Um, hmm, that's Bolo? a good question. Are you the Bolo fanboy? No, uh, like I'm trying to think of a character that actually stood out in this episode. Not, not like, really. Gary, Gary's dad, maybe. Maybe like Gary himself had a strong episode. Like, if, yeah, I think so. If, if we're picking an MVP, I guess it'd be Gary. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no the, all the side characters were a little bit diminished. Yeah, yeah, uh, here, but. Um, but yeah, I, I I do still like the fact that Gary is, even though he is like getting more confident, he still feels the need to put on this really big sort of uh, bravado, bravado macho image. And meanwhile, he still goes back to his room and just panics. Yeah, I, I, I really like that to start. Um, but yeah, that's what I got here. And uh, next week we are headed to Earth to find Tribor and also the bomb. Yes! Tribor, just get Tribor back. Excited. I love him. Hi, Tribor hype, yeah. Uh, I'm the only that. one. Right now, yeah, but I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to jump on this if he's good. We'll see if we do anything <laughs> with him, but let's do it. Okay, so uh, yeah, this uh, chapter eight is cra- crazy stuff, and uh, let's get final thoughts here, Alex. 
Uh, we didn't mention the opening segment, which I particularly enjoyed oh, more yeah, so than other ones, just because like it is a, a blatant reference to the pilot, the where pilot, it's like yeah. uh, Gary, or, like hey, talk about this in a way that sounds cheerful, like baking cookies. Uh, it's like uh, both. It, it, we're getting to the point where he is almost dying, so like that makes it even more like sympathetic in a way. But uh, that, that just that opening sequence stood out to me in particular. Um, but in general, just the, the rest of this episode, like it is introducing a lot of stuff, preparing us for the finale. I'm still very excited about this show, even if like uh, the characters in this episode outside of Gary weren't really given much to do. Also, we barely talked about little Cotto because once again, he is a useless character. He <laughs> barely anything to do. Maybe in the final two episodes, we'll get something. But um, yeah, like uh, it's a lot of story that we're handling here, which may end up paying a lot of dividends in this final two if we've learned anything from the climaxes of previous episodes. So I'm I'm prepared for the show to throw whatever it wants to me. If it's going to throw at us like ten other plot points, we have no foreshadowing for. I, I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> like the Titans, yeah, um, yeah. The, the intro, uh. It made me think: Is is this um, have these intros literally just been the pilot? Because this was so similar uh, to to the pilot. I wonder if this is um, how we're connecting. Because Ellen Rogers said, "Where the pilot will tie in." Was it just these uh, these blank minutes of oxygen left intros all along? I don't know. I don't think it literally ties into what we saw. It's all a yeah, dream. Because, yeah, because like the pilot was him being on the ship. Yeah, he's yeah. on the ship. Yeah. yeah. So I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's what's after that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love that's my favorite part of the pilot is the cookie timer. And I, so they brought it back here. That was good. Um, Mel, final thoughts here. Thoughts. Um, I, I mean, I, I liked it. I think there's a lot to wrap up in the short amount of time that's left, especially with all the conversation here about which timeline and what timeline and what is a timeline and what is a dimension. Like they really haven't and they probably didn't ever really intend to uh, define that. Yeah. We're just nitpicky. Um, but I don't know. I'm excited for Tribor. I'm excited for New York. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think uh, I don't care about Little Kato, obviously. And Avocado, really, I didn't care much about him either. Um, so that whole being the twist of the series and the turning point, like to me, this seven and eight were more of a turning point of things that I wanted to see. So I hope we keep doing that. Yeah, and I, I do think it's a reasonable interpretation to say this episode does mark a real turning point for the show, and they just got a, a lot more out there than than the previous ones, even six and seven. Um, John, final thoughts. Uh, hot takes on cold foods, Jello shots. Uh, not, I don't know if that counts as a food. Oh, it's the Jello's a food. <laughs> Jello's a food. Okay. Uh, I just I only learned in college that. There is a way of making Jello with alcohol in it. I thought it was actually impossible, and I also realized that by the time I learned how to make Jello shots, I was too old to have Jello shots. But everything, but everything's better when it's lime flavored. Okay, okay, that's a good uh, hot takes on cold is a reference to our Steven Universe podcast. Anyway, continue. I, I, did we have that in the Rick and Morty one too? Yeah, but they might have not understood it then any either. So. <laughs> It's where we comment on food that appeared in an episode. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's right. not that hard to explain. But yeah, you <laughs> like the episode? Uh, I did. Um, th- despite all the nitpicks, I am pretty in- – I liked how this really did move the narrative forward meaningfully, and that makes it a successful episode. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I, I did – I like this one a lot. Um, I think Owen Rogers had this um, second overall out of 10 on his episode rankings when he posted his <laughs> rankings of all the episodes without having <laughs> – without us having seen half of them. But I don't know <laughs> if I would – I would. I definitely wouldn't put this uh, above four. Like I think four is a fair amount better than this one. I think I think this, is, this ranks number like five or six for me right now. It might get better. I don't know. Above above episode four for me. Like I, I'd probably have it anywhere in the two to five range overall on my rankings. Those are all kind of similar to me. I would. Um, it's below. It's still below. It's below six. Below four. I would put maybe like two in there. So yeah, it's like fourth for me. Can we make up episode titles? This is so hard to keep. Yeah, up. it's really hard to talk about. Yeah, so I don't know, but um, it's it's. I, I guess I guess the disappointment is I thought this one might be a an episode that really wows, and I didn't. I, I visually wowed, but not narratively for me. So I'm I'm really hoping we get there in one of the last two episodes. Um, I mean, this and, could very well be like a setup episode. Like, the, hope maybe this is our last exposition dump, and like from here, it's just like action humor stuff without introducing too much new. Like that would be one way to go about this 
Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't. To me, I don't care about introducing the new stuff. That's 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 fine. It's just it's maybe more complex material. I well, guess. you have to. Well, you have to fill. Well, we now have to fill in what's going on with Lord Commander, though. We have the start. We have the what he is now. It's like okay, probably now. we have to do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I it's it's possible. We just we don't. But I don't know. There's two. I'm skeptical of us talking about everything we want to talk about. There's only two episodes left, so we'll see. Um, also, yeah, I mean, there could, there's hopefully going to be future seasons as well, but, um, yeah, a lot to cover. We'll see. We'll see. We'll talk about it in future weeks. Let us know what you thought of our discussion on chapter eight, YouTube comments or comments at overlyanimated.com. Uh, you can also talk with us on our discord, overlyanimated.com slash discord or support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thank you very much to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Brendan, aka Kells. And thanks as always to our patron executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Andy, and Hugh. Um, we'll be back next week to talk chapter nine. Check out our other content that's up right now at overlyanimated.com. Not 100% sure it's coming out right now, but uh, other shows, we'll show we're talking about them. Thank you guys very much for listening. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Take care. <laughs>